How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at SeatGeek. Use the SeatGeek app and use the promo code L-O-B-U-C-K-S. Again, that's L-O-Bucks for a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Men. Frank, how are you? Um, Well, I mean, the Bucks lost and, you know, they... That's that's three times in a row now. So I, I don't know. Uh, we were we were just talking before the before we came on um, whether the Bucks 104-89 loss in Indiana surprised us. And um, I, I'll say what I told you, Eric, and then you can repeat what what you told me. Um, I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, they were not favored to win tonight, even though they did beat the Pacers the previous three encounters. Um, you know, I mean. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think my biggest hope was like, well, they've often bounced back from bad losses this season, and mm-hmm. they had a very bad one on Tuesday. Um, you know, and they were competitive for about three quarters, but, you know, ultimately Greg Monroe and Chris Middleton kind of remain in a sort of combined slump, and Malcolm Brogdon's hurt, and, you know, we talked uh, the last couple episodes about how much pressure that puts on not very good players to to play well and and you know unfortunately Giannis uh Giannis was good very good tonight um but he had very little help and you know Mirza Toledovic had a had a great shooting night and um I think you know you I'll steal your thunder you said you were bummed that they wasted a, a Mirza game um yep. so it's uh you know uh, it's it's disappointing obviously to just be non-competitive and lose three in a row and I mean, the pressure's turning up a bit now in the Bucks. They're they're 40 and 39, and the teams around them are suddenly winning some games. And the you know kind of certainty about oh you know are they going to be fifth or sixth? Well, now it's getting a little bit uh, a how, little bit hairier in the how, standings. How hot do you think that pressure is getting? Because to me, I don't think it is at all. Coming out before this game and saying Malcolm Brogdon is not going to Philly. John Henson probably not going to Philly. Like saying those guys are out for Philly to me says we are not at all concerned about what's going on here. And I, I guess uh, I probably share that same sentiment. Like, no, if Malcolm Brogdon isn't right, I'd rather have him right for the playoffs. You do need to get into the playoffs, though. But to me, saying that before tonight's game that, no, they're not going to make the trip to Philly – to me, that seems like a team unconcerned. Because if you were actually concerned, you would make Malcolm Brogdon play through whatever he has, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say at least make him make the trip just to see. But with a back injury, I mean, it's like yeah. you want a guy getting on a plane and traveling and, and even bothering to do that in the hope that, that he can give it a go. Uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, it's kind of tough to say that, that it, it you know, it, it hasn't – it seems like the Brogdon injury is – 
you know, more of a day-to-day thing. They obviously, it's not like they said, oh, he's out for the road trip in advance, right? It's been kind of game yeah. to game. Um, so you hope that that means that, you know, it, it, it's close maybe to being back uh, to where it should be. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you look at the 538 projections right now. I mean, interesting, the Bucks are still a 96% likelihood to make the playoffs according to their models. Um, but Because what would all have like, to happen? They would have to lose out and then two or three teams would have to win out? Um, well, the, the thing is, so so the interesting thing right now is that the projected records of the Bulls, Bucks, Pacers, and Hawks are all 41 and 41. Okay. So um, so it's it's interesting, and the Heat are projected at 40 and 42, which makes them sort of the odd man out. They're they're at 47% likely. All the other teams are between 79% Pacers, 81% Hawks, 95% Bulls, 96% Bucks, and that reflects the fact that the Bulls have a super easy schedule. Um, reflects, I think, the fact that the Bucks have tiebreakers over the Pacers and Bulls. And, you know, for the Hawks, they have the toughest schedule. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, to be honest, on some level, saying they're going to win only one more game, um, I, I don't know. That maybe it's a little bit strange because they are, they are winning tonight in Boston. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. So Atlanta is, is, was beating up on Boston, and that, that isn't factored into, uh, into the projection model yet. So yeah. the, Bucks, the Bucks' odds will definitely go down. Um, I don't know if it's a lot, but they, they will go down after um, you know, the Hawks presumably take care of business um, as we record this. Let's see, where, where is that game? It, they're up 18 at the late third quarter. So, um, so, again, the Bulls have already won tonight. They're at 39 and 40. They are a game back at the Bucks. Bucks have the tiebreaker. Hawks will, looks like they'll go to 40 and 38. They have the tiebreaker over the Bucks. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, and, and there'll be a half game up on the Bucks as well because the Bucks are now 40 and 39. And the Pacers are a game back, but like the Bulls, um, they do not have the uh, the tiebreaker on the Bucks. Um, and and the let's see, the Pacers have one home game left, and the Bulls have one home game left as well. So pretty similar there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if you don't take care of business against the, the Sixers, then I think it'll be interesting to see because that is a scheduled win. <laughs> that is a projected win in all these models. I think the Pacers are, or the uh, Sixers have been struggling mightily. Yeah. Um, so, it, I don't know. I mean, that one definitely. Um, that one, it's definitely a sucks to lose. Yes. And it, and it may be verging on must win, <laughs> depending. Oh on, yeah. Uh, wow. Well, we we may. I didn't think we were going to get in this range with the with the hot streak they had, but we might be in must win territory. Yeah, because it's it's difficult, right? Because you get to um, the two games after that. You have Charlotte at home. And I don't really trust the Bucks to like definitely give a good effort against a decent team like home or yeah. road. Um, I don't. I mean, especially the way they're you know they've been up and down of late. Um, I mean, do you really trust the Bucks to take care of business in any individual game? Not really. Um, and then you go to Boston, and um, and I guess you know there it's less clear, right? Because if Boston has something to play for in that home finale, then. Um, then obviously that would potentially mean something very different versus if they don't. And right now they're a game back of the Cavs, but um, they'll drop two games back in the loss column, presuming that they that they end up losing this game. Um, and the Cavs the, have the tiebreaker too. Yeah, and the Cavs have the tiebreaker. So that would be obviously very big um, if with three games left the Celtics were, were effectively – 
you know, three games back, including the tiebreaker. You know, they'd have to win, yeah. make up three games. So that that would seem very unlikely that they would come back, and and you'd expect then that probably that last game of the season doesn't mean anything. But the Raptors are also only um, they'll only be two games back of the Celtics, and I'm not sure who has the tiebreaker there since I really haven't been thinking much about the, <laughs> the tiebreaker because yeah. the Raptors and Wizards are both at 48 and 31. So. Um, there's definitely a reason to think that that the last game of the season could mean something, even though it may not be for uh, for the first seed um, for Boston. So, so yeah, I, I think all roads lead back to the fact that the Bucks really, really, really need to win on Saturday in Philly to try to, you know, again lock up, try to lock up a playoff spot or, or you know, maybe not clinch, but effectively sort of tie that out. And um, and then obviously you want to win one more game. Um, and, and hopefully on uh, was it is it Sunday or Monday that they play Charlotte Monday uh, yeah so um, so yeah I mean things are I mean let's get into the game a little bit here I mean um, just like right. I said before we, yep. before we do I was going to say that game on Monday may quickly become important and if it does go go get some seats at Seeky go get some tickets at Seeky because it's it's very cheap to get in right now. It's a fan appreciation night. I think first 5,000 get Summerfest tickets, um, which, I mean, that's a, it's another added value. Um, so there, there's plenty of reason to come out, and SeatGeek would be the place to do it. They search everything for you. They figure out what the best deals are. And there is a dark, 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 dark green dot right on my SeatGeek right now. You can get in for 6 bucks on Monday. Six dollars. That's crazy. So if you get two, you get two seats, and then that's the first time you've used the SeatGeek app. And that's the first time you've used the promo code. Bam! All of a sudden, you just got paid eight dollars to for two people to go to Bucks Hornets on Monday night. And using the SeatGeek app is very, obviously very easy. I'm looking at it right now on my phone. I'm seeing all the great deals. I can click any seat. I can check out what my view would be from that spot so it's so easy it's so simple and you're getting the best deals every single time and to use that promo code that i had just mentioned all you got to do is download the SeatGeek app go to the settings tab and click add a promo code enter promo code l-o-b-u-c-k-s again that's l-o bucks for lockdown bucks and SeatGeek will send you a 20 dollar rebate after your first ticket purchase so download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code l-o-b-u-c-k-s today now, getting into tonight's game, you you mentioned it earlier, and you did steal my thunder, but, man, it, it feels like wasting a Mirza game is is really bad, especially in this situation when everyone else was scuffling, everything else wasn't going quite right aside from Giannis. It seems like, man, that was kind of maybe the kick you could have used, and there was a... I think one or two in the second quarter that kind of kept the Bucks in it, kept them alive. And then there was one in the third quarter that kind of did the same thing. And it just seemed like no matter what, somehow tonight the Bucks were going to have an awful turnover, an awful shot, an awful possession. No matter what, there was just going to be some awfulness and the Pacers were going to capitalize on the other side. And, man, I'm trying to – we, I don't think we've seen the Bucks play this sloppy of basketball in, man, I don't know. It's been a little while. These last three games have just been so incredibly sloppy, and there's been turnovers aplenty. And, and I guess it, it makes some sense when you're bringing in, like we've mentioned, the Bucks are at point guard are, were already not good. 
Like they were they were not good. If you grab the collective Bucks point guards of Brogdon and Delavadova, that's got to be bottom five in the league, if not lower. So you already have a problem at point guard. Then you take out one of the guys that's helping keep you afloat at point guard and move Delhi up to a starting role that he can't handle. And we saw that tonight with four turnovers from Delhi and just generally sloppy play. And then you grab a guy that you just grabbed from the D-League who you've had to throw immediately into the fire. And he's got to play, let's see, he played 15 minutes tonight, so probably 12-ish actual minutes, 10, 12 actual minutes before garbage time to end the game. So you throw him in for 10 minutes. It's just bad. It's really bad. That's not a situation and not a position where you want to be in such a a poor situation. And to me, that's what's been swinging all these games, just watching them totally unable to get into sets, totally unable to make simple entry passes, totally unable to just function offensively. The interesting thing about this game is that the Bucks. I have a 58% true shooting mark, which is very good. They hit 11 out of 24 threes, which is good. Um, you know, 47% from the field isn't great, but whatever. You know, 58% true shooting, that's all that matters. I'm, last thing I'm going to do is going to quote raw field goal percentage to you because who cares. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then the offensive rating tonight was 96.5, which is very, very bad. And the defense is 112.8, which is obviously below average, not good for them. Um, but the offense was, was way worse than, than the defense actually tonight. Um, and you look and you say, well, well, what what happened if they were, you know, reasonably efficient shooting them all? And it's, as you're saying, I mean, they 21 turnovers. I mean, Delhi's Delhi had that string in the second quarter where, I mean, couldn't make a couldn't complete a pass, you it know, was brutal. And, um, and and it was just, you know, and, and Greg Monroe like can't literally do anything with the ball without losing it. It seems like four late. turnovers for him tonight um, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, our friend Ben Thompson said he's like minus 63 the last four games or something like that. Um, and, and you know, again, we, we kind of puzzle over Giannis's. I mean, I think my, Giannis is minus 43 or something like that or something like that mm-hmm. over that span. But, you know, there's no question. I mean, that, that's not that's not reflective of Giannis's play. Minus 63 over four games, that actually does feel like reflective of, of Monroe's <laughs> play of late. He just has been completely ineffective and, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, he's obviously been been way better over the course of the season. You just hope that that you know this isn't sort of the the loss of of Malcolm Brogdon and the Brogro combination, um, you know, being broken up somehow having some massively negative effect. Because I mean, look, when Greg Monroe is bad and Chris Middleton doesn't do anything offensively, I mean, Chris Middleton fouled out tonight. What was it? Early in the fourth quarter? I mean, that might have been uh, the worst foul call I've seen in an NBA game this season, Frank. His sixth. Beyond me, how an NBA official could call it. Again, the game is already over, and it doesn't really matter. But my God, a slide underneath you charge with the guy in the restricted circle, you've got to give me a freaking break. I, I'm really proud of myself. I didn't just curse there because I, it was so far beyond bad that that I can't even. And like Middleton was just like, okay, sure, I'm out of the game. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, I tweeted it out earlier, but I can understand being frustrated after these three, three Bucks games. Totally. They've looked like hot garbage, and maybe not even hot gar- garbage, cold garbage, terrible garbage, whatever whatever the worst type of garbage in the history of garbage is, that's what they've looked like in these last three games. So I understand being frustrated, but to 
suggest you're trying to understand why or asking me what's happened to the Bucks, the only thing I can say is you didn't watch the games. Like, that would be the only way you couldn't figure out what has happened to the Bucks. Middleton has been, a, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say he's been a negative, but he, he certainly has been a positive. He's been just a there. Present. He's, yeah, he's been present. Monroe has been a negative. Delhi hasn't been great. Um, <laughs> Brog- that's, that's that's a diplomatic way to put it. Brogdon, I mean, Brogdon I mean, isn't Delhi, playing. Delhi shouldn't Delhi shouldn't be starting, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the problem, right? Is he's he's miscast, and um, and then when you know, I mean, he he hasn't been just uniformly bad throughout this stretch, but he's not a starting point guard in the NBA, Correct. right? Even even with with Middleton and Giannis sort of picking up playmaking slack, so it's just like, it's, a, it's a tall ask. And, and, and I don't know. Like it just confuses me when people are like, "What's going on with the Bucks?" Look at them. Like you can see it. Delhi's playing starting point guard. They are so far in the hole at the point guard position that man, even being in some of these games to me is almost embarrassing to these other teams. Like the Bucks with a point guard position that bad shouldn't be in games. Add on top of that, that Middleton has been cold as of late. Add on top of that, that Monroe has been cold as of late and turning the ball over like crazy. Like. I don't. I don't. There's no. There's no reason to be confused about what's going on with the Bucks. They're playing poorly. They 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 are playing very bad basketball right now. That's what's going on with the Bucks. And if you want to know reasons why, well, Malcolm Brogdon being out hurts quite a bit, especially at the point guard position, as I already mentioned. And then your number two offensive player, Middleton, has been cold lately. That that should pretty much explain it all, right? Like there might be some other stuff in there, but if you're trying to get at the root of the problems, that's it. And the turnover stuff is especially harmful because I mean, for for a while um, since Middleton came back, one of the things that they did very well was not turn the ball over on uh, offensively, and then they turned a lot, forced the other team into a lot of turnovers. So, um, you I know, think I, mean, the, I think their turnover rate going into tonight's game from like the time Middleton has been back is top ten. I think maybe even close to the top five. I, I was looking at it earlier today, but yeah, they, they haven't been turning the ball over. Yeah, and and that's probably you know maybe that's I don't know I mean I guess they're they're playing slowly more slowly more methodically, um, you know we we obviously I mean seeing Middleton kind of settle for you know fadeaway post ups is often tiring, um, but yeah. it usually doesn't result in turnovers. Um, again, that's partly why like you know teams like to run those sorts of plays late in games because you kind of control when the shot happens and limit turnovers, but. Um, but whatever tonight, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even remember if Chris had any post ups tonight. But he just, he just wasn't that involved. Ten points on ten shots, four assists, okay, two steals, okay. Um, had a couple steals, I think, it was in the second second quarter. But three turnovers, six fouls for him. And I think he was um, three for five at the half, if I'm remembering correctly. He had seven points, three for five at the half, and he ends up what tonight? Four for ten. Yeah, four for ten total. Only, so. Only only two threes attempted. Yeah, so one for six in the second half. Like that's yeah. that's not going to get it done. Yeah, and I mean, the interesting thing. I mean, you look at the box at the foul line. Twelve out of fourteen. But guess what? Eleven out of thirteen of those were Giannis. Yep. And Middleton, the only guy to even attempt a, a free throw. Otherwise, um, off a nice feed from Giannis uh, in the paint. He had an and one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's just the the Pacers are talented enough that again, if if you don't play very good defense, then 
they can have a decent night offensively, sure. Um, they're about average offensively, a little below average defensively. And um, the Bucks tonight, I mean, they just made life easy on them, I think, for, especially in that second quarter um, and, and in parts of the second half with, with all those turnovers. And, um, again, you know, you, you just – if you don't – if you're not able to do the fundamentals of basketball, right? Like make a pa- make make a cross court pass, make an entry pass, you know, <laughs> dribble the ball. I was gonna say, like trying to break in. down anything upper level than that. Like I, I feel like that's what we normally strive for here. Like to try to give you some sort of insights that you aren't gonna see by looking at the box score. But tonight is so simple. If you can't play basketball, you can't win a game of basketball. Like there's there's nothing there's nothing further for me to break down. There there's nothing about the screens that they're setting. There's nothing about the way that they're defending pick and roll basketball. They literally can't make an entry pass. So, they're going to lose. Yeah. I, I thought you know, let's, let's I mean, we've been dwelling on the negative for obvious reasons, but um I, Giannis, obviously, he, he was the big positive. I mean, I, I thought uh, he got into the paint a couple times in the first half for, for some huge dunks. I mean, he kind of pump-faked a couple times and just dunked over Miles Turner, had a great finishing transition. <laughs> I've been saying uh, it for the last month, but, man, just watching him now, the strength he plays with is just night and day. I, just him putting Miles Turner under the rim like that and doing it with, like, three pivots, an up fake, and then – just throwing down on top of him. That that is not a move he he makes last year, and it, it's 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 very impressive to see how much he's improved in just one season. Yeah, and Thon Maker, um, you know, has had a, a couple some some trying games. Dribble drives. Uh, or, yeah, he had uh, you know his two baskets. He was two out of four four points. Okay, so I mean whatever. We're we're grading it on the a rookie curve for sure here, but uh 15 minutes, 5 rebounds, a block, uh four points. First one um came attacking a closeout, going baseline, a nice little adjustment mid-air, which you know, those are the kind of plays like when I've seen Thon around the basket, you know, I I just haven't always seen very much feel from him. Yep. Just you know, just sort of like advanced I don't know, coordination. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like No, that would be he, it. And and then he also put the ball on the on the deck and and put a nice uh, showed some like you know really basic but but solid footwork to go over his left shoulder for a righty hook um, over Miles Turner that that was confident and went in and you know that was that that's the kind of shot again where um, you know that 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 kind of those kind of plays are sort of the difference between. Uh, if he if he can become a guy who can do that, and again, it's not like you're going to just run offense through him through the post all the time or something yeah. like that. But um, but if he can do those kinds of things that and step out and hit threes and be a garbage man and you know, finish lobs, um, you know that's the difference between Thon being like, you know, down the road developing into kind of like an eight to ten points per night like energy guy, mobile defender type yeah. who could be very valuable even if he's just that guy versus, you know, can he be like a fourteen to sixteen point guy who, you know, is able to do some things and, and uh if you close out too hard on him, he can put it on the deck. I mean, you know, again, I don't I don't see him ever being more than a straight line kind of driver or anything like that. I mean I don't you know, anybody thinking he was gonna you know, be a an advanced ball handler or something like that. I think we're saying he's, you know, he's, he's not there in yeah. terms of skill, but he doesn't have to be, right? I mean, he's Correct. a seven footer. Um, as long as he's playing center, the the bar is is going to be pretty low. Just just make simple plays, and um, and if he can make some some slightly less simple plays, um, that's that's definitely a positive. And yeah, I mean, um, it's, so we'll say it's like Serge Ibaka with a couple more inches, essentially. Like that that would be to me to me that's always kind of been the the dream scenario with him is that he's that guy that you can play as a five he can stretch the floor 
which obviously is going to be very helpful to Giannis, to, to Chris Middleton. Being able to do that helps out quite a bit offensively. Defensively, he's able to use his length as a shot blocker. And then in that same same way, like you said, like if you close him out too hard, he can uh, attack a closeout and he can make a play. And, yeah, the, the last couple weeks, man, some of the stuff he's done is that to me has been very exciting just to, to watch him kind of develop and gain the confidence he needs to feel like he can make some of those moves. So, um, yeah, it's been very encouraging. I would say that... That to me, other than Giannis just being Giannis, getting to the line 13 times, scoring 25, adding 7 and 6. Other other than Giannis, I think uh, Thon is probably the brightest spot. I, I know Mirza played great, but, again, Mirza playing great is fine, and Mirza playing great is helpful, and shooting the ball well is helpful, but for the future of the Bucks, I don't, I don't know how big of a deal it is. But Thon doing stuff like that is a big deal for the future of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is uh, this will be our Friday podcast. So um, you know, again, we mentioned the game on Sun on Saturday in Philly. Uh, the Bucks handled business pretty easily the last time they went to Philly. They obviously lost two games at home to Philly early this season. One of them without Joel Embiid. So you know, you would hope that that they have their eyes wide open. They can um, lose to the, the to the Sixers. That that much yeah. has been made clear this year. Yeah, for sure. And and hopefully they are very aware of that going into this game. Um, I don't know. Any any thoughts on uh, any other things that you're looking for? Obviously, we, we will not get the Rookie of the Year showdown or whatever because uh, Brogdon apparently probably won't play. Um, but the the Sixers tonight, they lose to the Bulls. Jimmy Butler, the triple-double. Um, Dario Saric actually hasn't really been playing particularly well lately from, from what I've noticed uh, watching some of the box scores. Uh, he had nine points on three of eight shooting uh, against the Bulls, did have ten rebounds. Um, Rashawn Holmes has been, I think, generally like pretty good whenever I've seen him lately. Um, they're starting, along with those two, TJ McConnell, um, Justin Anderson, and Timothy Luawu Cabarro. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they match up with the Bucks. Um, I'm I'm kind of curious because I mean, you would think Justin Anderson would match up way better with Giannis than than Saric, um, but you know Saric is kind of savvy, so we'll see if uh, how they try to handle that and who, who they kind of put him on um, on uh, on Saturday night. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, my gut, thoughts gut, are. Gut check time for the gut check time for the Bucks for sure, and whether you've got Brogdon or not, um, you know this is a game where okay, Chris Middleton, Greg Monroe, uh, Giannis, Giannis has been delivering, but those other guys, um, you know, if if one of those guys needs to show up, if two of those guys show up, uh, if you get regular Giannis and and one of those two guys playing up to their potential, then I think you you typically like your odds against a team like the Sixers, but again, um, you know we're seeing right now there's there's nothing you can take for granted for on a night to night basis in the NBA. Yeah, going going into tonight's game, watching the first five minutes, I thought in my head, Giannis is tired of this. Giannis is just going to make this happen, and because the rest of the team was so so bad la- tonight that. He, he just couldn't overcome that no matter how hard he tried. So, I, I mean, I, I feel like against the Pacers, that's the thing that can happen. If everyone is bad, the Pacers have enough talent, they're going to exploit it, they're going to get a win, and they're going to keep the Bucks from, from taking care of business. With the Sixers, I don't have quite that same confidence. So, I mean, my hope would be that Giannis comes out that same way and he he's able to lead the Bucks and, like you said, just gets a contribution from – Anyone, literally anyone that 
is a goodish basketball player, Middleton or Monroe. Um, obviously, Teladovich had one tonight, but that's not going to be quite enough to, to take you over the, the edge and get you a win. So uh, Middleton or Monroe, all, one of them needs to show up. And, I mean, to me, that feels like it should be a win just because of Giannis's brilliance and kind of the way he's been playing as of late that I, I think that should be enough to take care of business. So uh, in my mind, I, man, a world where they lose to the Sixers is, man, not a world I, I really want to record a podcast in on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, the, the interesting thing, too, I mean, Philly is sort of in the opposite situation, not that not that their guys are not trying, but um, they are 28 and 51. The Magic also 28 and 51. They're, those two teams are tied for the four or five spots in the lottery standings. Um, the Knicks are 30 and 49. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a Philly fan, you're eh, pretty much okay with a loss in this one rather than <laughs> dropping a spot in the lottery standings. Although the Lakers winning games of late uh, and leaping to the third spot rather than the second spot. Um, is also great news for uh, for Philly. Now the Lakers have, I think, like a 47% chance of keeping their pick this year. Um, so that's that's definitely great news for Philly. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully uh, both the Bucks and Philly fan bases leave Saturday night feeling happy. Um, and, by the way, I think we're about to kind of sign off, but worth noting the Hawks' uh, lead is down to 10 with seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter against Boston. So um, we will see if the Hawks hockiness will uh, come back to haunt them again tonight all right that's going to be it for us for today this episode was brought to you by SeatGeek, and use the promo code at SeatGeek, l-o-b-u-c-k-s again that's l-o bucks and that'll get you a 20 dollar rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase and like i said there's there's tickets cheap enough in the bradley center right now for monday's game that you can literally get paid to go to the bucks game which seems like pretty nice stuff especially uh for the bucks last home game of the season uh before hopefully hopefully there's some playoff games so we'll see if that's the case we'll see if i'm living in a world i don't want to live in on sunday hopefully that isn't what we have to do when we record hopefully the bucks take care of business on saturday against the sixers we will talk to you on monday this has been locked on bucks is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.